Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. I'm a baseball card guy, meaning as a kid, I collected sports cards, uh, and I was into them, and uh, now I continue to pull the sports cards out. My kids are moderately interested, but the other night, uh, the eight-year-old and the six-year-old were listening to this podcast called Wow in the World. Anna, you love the podcast, right? You like yeah. Educational? And fun. All right. They're, they were listening to Wow in the World, and the episode was on Roberto Clemente. And I was I was thrilled. I heard I heard like the name Roberto Clemente coming from the other room and I went and I and I went and I pulled out an old Roberto Clemente baseball card that I had. I think it was like a fifty six tops Roberto Clemente and I thought, Oh, here you know, you can see what Roberto looked like and this is what he looked like when he swung and and uh, I felt a little bit more connected to the eight-year-old and the six-year-old. Our next guest is with the Oregon Sports Card Collectors Association, or the Sports Collectors Association here in the state of Oregon. Terry Neisler, I've known him for a while, met him at a card show, and he's joining us now. Terry, uh, how did you get into collecting? Just like you, John, but I grew up in Chicago, and uh, Ernie Banks just captured my heart, this graceful black man who moved through the game and loved the game like nobody else. And uh, I had this love affair with this guy. I mean, he was just an incredible athlete and graceful as can be. I wanted to play ball like him. And you ended up collecting his cards instead, which is a not a bad alternative. Uh, Terry, thanks for making time for us. Give us an idea. The Oregon Sports Collectors Association, uh, OSCA, uh, how did it start? What purpose does it serve? Uh, help our audience out. Sure. Back in 2020, a group of my good friends, collectors, said, hey, how do we bring young people into the industry, into the playfulness of collecting cards? And we said, you know, I think we've got to reach out a good bit more. We've got to offer some excitement to them, give them some cards. And so we fostered this group called Oregon Sports Collectors Association. But we wanted it to be something more than that. We also wanted to help baseball and softball programs in high schools of need and diversity in Portland. And so we reached out first to a local Rotary Club and said, hey, can you help us with this in terms of maybe sponsoring the show? And then also we called up Park Rose High School's baseball coach, Cameron Baker, and said, would you like some help? Can we help you with something? What would, what would make it better for you and the kids to play ball, enjoy the game, and maybe get involved in collecting cards as well? He said, oh, yeah, come on, throw me into that briar patch. Sure, whatever you need, I'll help. Let's get it done. The, uh, you know, the, the organization it aims to, I guess, it, you know, help uh, promote the, the hobby and, and, and help some local schools. You guys have a relationship with Park Rose High School that's interesting, and you have a big event coming up this Saturday uh, and Sunday as you uh, have your annual card show there. Uh, tell people how they can find it, and how does it, how does it benefit Park Rose? 
Well, first thing, all of the profits that Oregon Sports Collectors Association makes from table fees or auctioning off items such as a Tom Brady rookie card or a Damian, Damian Lillard signed jersey or a Boston Celtic Bill Russell autograph goes directly to the schools. That's our purpose. That's why we do it. Uh, it's going to take place at uh, Park Rose High School in their commons at 122nd and Shaver. It uh, starts at 9 o'clock on Saturday. Doors close at 5 o'clock on Saturday, reopens again on Sunday at 9, and closes at 3. Now, we also have this authenticator coming there who will take a look at your autograph and for a small fee, put the stamp of approval on it. Now, if that was a Babe Ruth card that you had an autograph on, that $15, $20 fee might result in a $2,500 or more dollar card. So that's some things that people like to do in addition to just collect cards, but they become real collectibles, vintage items, if you will. We're talking to Terry Neisler of the OSCA, the Oregon Sports Collector Association. Terry, you, you hit on grading. Help us understand or help uh, maybe some audience members who just think of baseball cards in a box, how grading has changed the hobby. Well, it's enormous. Um, you know, you're really talking about blue chip cards versus venture capital cards, if you will. When you have a blue chip card, say from the 1950s, and you spoke of Roberto Clemente. Now that Roberto Clemente, if in 1955, his rookie card, if it's graded a one, might be worth $800. Graded a two, $1,500. Graded a three, 3000 Graded a four, 5000 And it goes all the way up to 10 so grading tells you, are the corners rough? Is there surface wear? Things like that. And so people want to know, particularly for these high-end cards, what's its condition? And there are three different companies who provide that service. And it helps the market. It also, what shall we say, widens the market. Some people may not be able to get as involved because they are more expensive when they're graded and receive a high grade. I've got this wonderful thing at my table called tired cards, cards from 1955 that are battered or, you know, bruised, and I call them tired, and they sell for one-tenth of that value. So everybody ought to be able to get into the, the game of collecting cards. And there's different stratas, whether they're modern or graded or they're vintage. There's different ways that people can get involved. In fact, we're giving away 25 free cards to the first 200 kids that come through the door. And then later on, we'll give away a Damian Lillard signed jersey. I mean, that's what collecting is about, seeing kids really feel like they're part of the game. Terry Neisler, OSCA, the Oregon Sports Collectors Association, is our guest. Event going on at Park Rose High School Saturday and Sunday. Proceeds from the event uh, benefit the Park Rose Athletic Department. Um, Terry, you know, you talk about, you know, trying to get people or young people into sports cards. Um, you know, what they're doing now with modern cards, I'm not, it's not really in my sweet spot. But I do, when I go to shows, I do see that audience. It's refractors, everything's shiny, everything's foil, autographs in the packs. Um, it felt to me like when I walk around the shows, like, you know, you'll find a dealer who really just has vintage cards, and the next person over is dealing with more of the Justin Herbert, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, what's new from Panini, all of that stuff. 
Uh, how healthy does the hobby feel to you in, in, as you look around a typical show? That's a great question, John. It's hotter than ever in terms of the amount of action that occurs. Vintage is as vital and vibrant as it's ever been. The prices and values are going up. The modern stuff, really, they're producing scarcity, if you will. They'll take what's called a base card, and instead of having a white border around it, they put a card with a blue border around it, and they number on the back that we've only printed a 1,000 of these. Or they put an orange uh, uh, surrounding color, and it only printed 500. Or they produce what you call a refractor, which has a certain rainbow-like shiny glow to it, and they only produced 100. Well, this has created a scarcity of some of those cards and an attraction to a grading of modern cards, which you think to yourself, how could they be worn out if they're brand new? But the cards definitely have uh, tiny little flaws that might appear. So we've got this combination of grading, scarcity created, and now, of course, you've got cards that also have an autograph on them from time to time. And so you really change the nature of collecting. Now, mind you, the most valuable cards still remain the vintage cards because they are historical and they're short printed just by nature. They didn't produce as many back then. But the modern cards also have a place. So I think there's room for both, even though you're a fuddy-duddy and you don't like this modern stuff. Of course, I feel somewhat the same yeah. about it, too. Uh, but, mind you, I do buy modern cards from time to time because... You know, I like players like Julio Rodriguez of the right. Mariners. I like, even though he was a little bit foolish, Mr. Tatis from the Padres. Yeah. Ter- so those are modern cards, and they're attractive. Terry Neisler, OSCA. Go this weekend, Terry. Park Rose High School. Check out the card show, 9 to 5 on Saturday. Doors open again. 9 a.m. on Sunday, Terry? Yes, 9 a.m. on Sunday. We close a little earlier, 3 o'clock on Sunday. All right, go check it out and support. Thank you, Terry, for joining us. I appreciate you. You bet, John. Thanks so much. There it is. Check it out. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.